I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, we long to be open. We long to be open to your mercy. We long to be open to your word. We long to be open to your spirit. We long to be open to your guidance. So God, just break down any barrier that might exist between you and us this day. Calm any distraction. Help us to focus in and open up to you as we come to this time uh, where you are present with us, uh, where you speak into our very lives. Help us to hear your word this day, O oh Lord. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Friends, our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 5, verse 7, as we continue our journey with the Beatitudes. Uh, every time we come uh, to these uh, teachings of Jesus, uh, we're just holding that image of the compass in our mind. Um, uh, we're pulling out our compasses, uh, getting our bearings as we set our eyes on Christ and long to move towards Christ and Christ's desire for our lives. Uh, so hear uh, Christ's word for us this day. First from the New Revised Standard Version, Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. And from Eugene Peterson's translation of Scripture, the message, You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So the deeper we get into the Beatitudes, the more time uh, we spend with them, the more I am convinced that one of the key themes throughout them all is that blessing comes when we recognize and live our dependence upon our God. This week, the Beatitude is about mercy. And Jesus tells us, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Mercy is extended to those in need. It is grace in response to our sin, our trouble, our affliction. It is grace that steps in and stands between us and the full consequences of our behavior out of loving kindness for us. In order to willingly receive mercy, we have to recognize our need for it. We have to be able to see our brokenness, our gaps, the ways we have done wrong or fallen short. As Dodson, the author of the book that has inspired this series writes, mercy cannot exist without judgment. But here's the thing, we as human beings have a really hard time at getting judgment right. We judge harshly, often without seeing the whole person, the whole situation, without knowing the whole story. Our God's vision of any one of us is so different. Our God sees and knows and understands everything. God knows every inch of our personhood. God knows every detail of our story. And for God, the beginning and the end with us is always love. 
Mercy is something that is given and received up close. It is in response to a judgment of our need, our lack, our trouble, our affliction. It is responsive to the particulars of our story, which is what makes mercy so powerful. God, knowing the whole truth about us, extends mercy and loving kindness to us. In order to receive the power of that gift, we have to see ourselves for who we really are. We have to take in our brokenness, be honest about our sin, own the gaps between the way we are living and the way we were created to live. We find healing, wholeness, completion only when we stand tall in the whole truth of our lives and then find ourselves washed over by the loving mercy of our God. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. I found the opposite to be true as well. When I encounter someone who is harshly judgmental of others, who looks at others with disdain, who is quick to judge their circumstances based on character flaws or personal shortcomings alone without compassionately taking in their whole situation, Nine times out of 10, what one can find if you dig just a bit below the surface is a person who views themselves with that same harsh judgment. In his book, The Cost of Discipleship, the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer asserts, by judging others, we blind ourselves to our own evil and to the grace which others are just as entitled to as we are. If we are unable to offer grace to other people, we are likely unable to receive it ourselves. If we are judgmental of others, we deny them mercy and are likely doing the exact same things to ourselves. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy, Jesus says. Dodson asserts that mercy cannot exist without judgment, and this is true. Mercy without judgment is akin to what Bonhoeffer named as cheap grace. He writes, cheap grace means grace sold on the market like cheap jacks wares. The sacraments, the forgiveness of sins, and the consolations of religion are thrown away at cut prices. Grace is represented as the church's inexhaustible treasury from which she showers blessings with generous hands without asking questions or fixing limits. Grace without price. Grace without cost. The essence of grace, we suppose, is that the account has been paid in advance, and because it has been paid, everything can be had for nothing. But grace received without a true acknowledgement of our need for it has little value, for it is just lip service, surface level, without standing in our need, without acknowledging the whole truth about our lives, we fail to break ourselves open so that the real grace of God can actually flow in and heal us. Bonhoeffer says, cheap grace is the grace we bestow on ourselves. Cheap grace is the pre preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession. 
Chief grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Mercy cannot exist without judgment. Yet for our God, judgment also does not exist without mercy. Our God is a merciful God. If we did not understand that truth before Jesus came, we could not deny it afterwards. God is merciful. So God's judgments are always made mercifully, made from the ground of love, made out of a desire for what is best for us, made to free us from a life that is limited by our sin, our brokenness, our trouble, our affliction so that we might step into the fullness of life with him. One of the ways we get into trouble is that our human judgment is not always merciful. In fact, I think one could almost attest that without the mercy of God at work within us, if we are left to our own devices, our human judgments are critical, harsh, and quickly made. Bonhoeffer also wrote that while we distinguish between pious and godless, good and evil, noble and base, God loves real people without distinction. Judgment without mercy is not what our God calls us to, for it is counter to God's purposes. God longs for relationship and life for each of us. When we make harsh judgments of our neighbor that are not grounded in the merciful love of God, even if those judgments are accurate, they can end up being more destructive to God's purposes as they cut off relationship and heap shame on another. Last week at youth group, we had a day with water balloons uh, to both have some fun and to also think about what we are learning through the Beatitudes together. One activity we did was a partner balloon toss, where the pairs tossed a balloon back and forth, taking a step backwards every time they successfully passed and caught the balloon as a team. The further apart the pairs got, the harder it was to carefully pass the balloon back and forth. The more likely it was that someone was going to have the balloon explode all over them. The lesson from our balloon toss applies to judgment as well. Merciful judgment is best shared when we are in close with one another. When we can carefully share that judgment with compassion and care to the person we are concerned about. Judgment hurled across long distances rarely lands well. As Christians living in community, we are called to live life openly and honestly with one another, to say the hard thing when we watch someone we love living in ways that is harming them or others, but to do so only from a ground of deep love, only as humble, broken people who have received the mercy of God ourselves and long to share of it because we know the difference it has made in our own lives, because we have seen the ways it has made us new. When we look out upon our world today, there is so much brokenness, trouble, affliction to take in. 
There is so much judgment flying all around. The call of the Beatitudes is a call to recognize and live our dependence on our God. So as we look out upon all of this, trying to make sense of it, trying to understand what is right, we need to live that dependence. We need to be utterly dependent on the merciful judgment of our Lord. And when we feel called to speak a merciful word to someone in our lives, we need to only utter those words when we know they are spoken from the ground of God's deep love of us and of them. When we know they are spoken from the mouth of one who can extend mercy simply because we have first received it. We are about to sing a song about what the mercy of the Lord can do, what it can do in you, in me, in this chaotic, dried up, broken world of ours. You know, no matter how dire things get here, God looks upon us all, it all, with mercy with merciful hope of what could be made new, with merciful knowledge of what needs to be made new, but merciful hope uh, that we, in and through the mercy of our Lord, could be made new. You, me, even this chaotic, dried up, broken world of ours. So friends, let's recognize and live our dependence on our God this day. Let's turn um, to our God and sing with merciful hope for you, for me, and for this world. So the invitation for us this day uh, from Jesus in this beatitude is to be merciful people. Um, to be people uh, that look out upon ourselves and our world, um, not with a judgment that is harsh, um, judgment uh, that comes uh, from a place other than love, right? Uh, but instead, to look out upon ourselves and this world uh, with mercy. Um, to be able to really see what is broken and troubled and wrong in us and in our world. Um, and respond to that brokenness, that trouble, and that wrong with the grace of God, right? Um, that is grounded in God's deep love and God's deep hope for you, for me, for our world. So, um, I'd, you know, I'd have you pay attention this week um, to how you react to what you encounter and see. Um, pay attention if you catch yourself judging somebody else um, and where that judgment is coming from um, and how it's getting expressed. You know, whether a lot of the times, I think a lot of this stuff stays in our brain um, unless we have personalities that makes it come out of our mouth a lot faster. Um, <clears throat> but pay attention to what that judgment looks like and if it carries with it uh, mercy, um, a desire to try to know and understand 
um, a person and their story and where they're coming from and what their brokenness and hurt is out of a place of love. Or, you know, that judgment is more kind of a lashing out and reactiveness uh, to what you're encountering in the world. Pay attention to how you are receiving and responding um, to people up close and to people way at a distance, right? Um, recognizing it is easier to be merciful up close than it is, um, you know, in a Facebook feed or on a news uh, cast. Uh, but just be paying attention to that and keep hearing this call of God um, to be merciful. Um, and where I think that call really takes root in us and bears fruit is when we open ourselves up to God's mercy. Um, when we let ourselves do what I invited you to do early in our worship, like truly open up the hard, dark, deep parts of ourselves uh, to the light of God, right? And let God's mercy um, infiltrate us in our brokenness. Um, because when we've experienced that mercy, when we're honest about our own uh, story, um, it's so much easier to extend it. I think we long to extend it to others. Uh, so I invite you into time of reflection um, around that here and in the week to come as we seek uh, to offer of ourselves to our Lord.